give that part some love um but more it more in the body because sometimes if people are struggling to feel their emotions it can be easier for them to access physical sensations in the body than um give words to it uh, again they're just a few things it's a lot of it is about accepting that grief is not something you can control and helping the client just know that it's okay for them to feel whatever it is that they're feeling and it's going to take as long as it takes which I think a lot of people resist and they want to get through because obviously it hurts it's, it's not a nice everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you all for joining in. We're waiting for a few more participants to come in. Lovely to have you all here. I'm Kiva from Kocharya and really happy that you've all joined in today for our first uh, webinar of October. So I'm joining in from India and as you all are joining in, it'll be lovely to know where you're coming in from. We have Jennifer. I think I met you last time as well. Uh, we have Nirala coming in, David from Boston. UK Shona, lovely. People from different places, wonderful. We have Sadrika from Bangalore, India. Welcome, Gary. Hello, Beth. Hello, Masha. Hello, hello, everyone. Lovely, lovely to have you all here at our webinar today. Hello, Judy. Hi, Aruna. From Bombay, Judy from Canada, Prina from New York. Okay, so welcome, everyone. Uh, um, really happy that you're all here with us today. Absolutely, Beth, love the global participation. <laughs> Welcome, Kitty. So for our webinar series in October, with the coaching community or as people, we have all in different ways um, experienced, either experienced grief or maybe have come across uh, people and could also be our clients who who have been affected by grief. Uh, and I think it's, it's, it's something which is very, very normal. Uh, as humans, uh, we all go through life and there are circumstances that come up and there are different ways in which we all try to cope. And I think as, as coaches, uh, we, we, we have our ways of supporting our clients through that process. And that's why today we thought, uh, why not also bring in uh, guests from a community which is closer to us, a profession that's closer to us, similar to us, and create a learning space for us uh, to see what are the similarities, what are the differences uh, from, from their world. So today we have with us uh, Vandana, and we also have Emma who's gonna join in, uh, in a while. She's just uh, 
facing a slight technical challenge. Uh, so Vandana is here with us right now. And Vandana is the founder and CEO of Solvani. Uh, she is a certified regression therapist and a family constellations facilitator with over 10 years of experience in the industry. Uh, Vandana, welcome uh, to the webinar. Lovely to have you here. And I think Emma is going to join in in, in some time. Hopefully she can, she can join us today. Uh, so Vandana, before we get into exploring uh, how from a therapist's lens, you know, we, we, we can understand grief and support clients, uh, the grief that they're experiencing, would be really, really good to know a little bit more about your niche, a little bit more about your specialization. You know, so uh, from what I understand, you're a regression therapist. And I think my own understanding is, is limited to whatever little I know about uh, regression therapy and family constellations uh, facilitators, also something new to me, and I think for our audience as well. So over to you, would love to hear from you a little about, uh, about your work, uh, and then we'll explore the topic together. Thank you, Kiva. Thank you so much for inviting me to share my experience. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good evening. Namaste from India. So I am Vandana Jakar. I am transpersonal regression therapist and family systemic constellation facilitator. My journey started in 2012 with my elder son. Um, he was suffering in his studies and I was uh, very in dilemma, how should I help him? So I tried to help him. And in that process, I found myself and my journey as a therapist. So we can say it's journey of a mother transformed into journey of a therapist. Beautiful. Uh, thank you. Like every therapist is different. Like every client is. I am intuitive and highly empathetic. For me, my clients are not just cases or uh, case studies. They are part of my journey. So I connect with them with through the voice of soul. So I like this, I created Solvani. Wonderful, wonderful, Vandana. And could you could you share a little bit about family constellations, about regression therapy? Just a little a few details for our audience to understand both these specializations a little bit more. Sure. So uh, I would like to say uh, it's not regression therapy it's transpersonal regression therapy so regression could be in past lives also in this life life past of this lifetime so we go in the roots in past lives and past of this lifetime since the time of conception or in mother's womb, a person's journey started. 
that's that's very very interesting uh, because when we normally think about uh, any kind of an experience that we're having, we think it's it's only when we are here, you know, in you know, as people in in the world, you know, and then certain experiences that we go through is what causes you know what we're experiencing. So it's it's really interesting, and I think as we get into the conversation further, you know, explore how that aspect kind of plays a role even with grief, you know. So, so uh, Vandana, would you like to tell us a little bit about family constellations as well as a concept? Yeah, so family constellation were developed uh, by Bert Hellinger. He was German. And according to him, he diagnosed with his experience of so many years that our problems that cause suffering are not coming from our space only. They are coming from our family system or our ancestors. So if we want to work on any issue or any uh, block in our life, we go to our lineage or our family system to look more deep into it. So um, this is therapeutic process and it's a group, um, group therapy where participants are involved as um, surrogate for a client. And yeah, in this we resolve the trauma, we resolve the hidden dynamic of family. Mm -hmm. And like my journey started as a healer, then I went into transpersonal regression. And finally, I found strong connect in family systemic constellation. I would like to say I found myself also in this modality. It's so huge and deep, actually. So we talk about entanglements in family systemic constellation. Like it didn't come from only our space. It started from somewhere else in our generations. Very, very interesting. Uh, so coming to our topic today uh, for the webinar, which is on grief to acceptance, you know, how, how we can go about it uh, through a through a therapy uh, kind of a way. So would like to learn from you, Vandana, as a therapist, how would you define grief? As we know, uh, grief is a really very intense response, emotion connected with someone's major loss or death of a loved one or even broken relationship. Grief is not only just losing someone or losing something, it's losing our own part. 
that is self-associated with that loved one or that experience. So when a person feels grief or maybe doesn't feel grief, but he is in that grief. So he starts disconnecting from the self and leave some part of self there only. So grief can be seen in many situations, but it can also be hidden. And as per my experience, I would say it is more hidden. Because if a person comes with awareness, like, please help me, I'm in a grief, I'm in this situation, that time also, he, is, uh, he's, he or she is not able to tell the level of the grief. And most of the cases I have seen, uh, grief comes in other forms, like other symptoms. When a person is in denial, so he comes with other symptoms like um, addictions, behavior issues, procrastination, avoidance, workaholic. So, yeah, there is um, a lot of hidden in grief. And uh, because I am regression therapist and uh, family systemic constellation, I go always go in the past, past of this life, past of our ancestors, our lineage, or our past lives. So grief can transfer or um it's like actually come can come through generations generation to generation if uh, left untreated so uh, my first concern as a therapist is to make my client aware that he or she is in grief. Um, I would like to give an example here. Uh, a girl who is 24 came to me with the, the symptom of outside body experiences. When I went into a session with her, I found she lost her brother when she was 16. And in regression session, I asked, what are you doing? at that moment, she said, 
I'm just lying down with my brother. In subconsciously, right? She left herself. She said, I'm holding hand of my brother because I want to feel connected. So when in session, she saw herself there with brother's body, she screamed. So how much affect that adult self, the present day, because she left her consciousness there with brother. So how can we imagine a person can feel fully present in the body? So, of course, grief is about to lose someone, but it's about losing ourselves also. Losing our maybe most precious part. That was very powerful, uh, Vandana, and two, three different aspects uh, that I'm thinking about that you mentioned. Uh, one, how to bring client to that awareness that they are experiencing grief. Two, also, that's actually making me uh, question, so what is it that is actually going on? In, in, in the person's mind at that point, because you mentioned a while back that, you know, they might drown themselves in work or you know, maybe have other addictions, but what is it that they are experiencing? Okay. So if a person comes with acceptance of grief, that is fine. We can work with that person. If a person comes in denial, like he or she doesn't have awareness about grief and comes with different symptoms. First, I would tell him about his grief to make him comfortable with the grief. But my responsibility to take him in the grief, to connect with the grief in the session, in therapy session. Emma is here. So yeah, my first responsibility as therapist to take my client to the grief, to connect with grief. So there are a lot of thoughts that have come on the chat box as well. And, and we'll just explore those um, uh, just in a minute. I'd like to introduce Emma to all of us here. Uh, there was just a slight technical challenge. So Emma has joined us now. Welcome Emma uh, to our webinar. Really lovely to have you here with us. Um, 
for all of you here, Emma is a trained uh, integrative psychotherapeutic counselor, and she's a life coach uh, who, who has a client-led, very compassion-based approach to help clients connect deeply with themselves. Uh, as of now, Emma, we were just exploring what, what grief means to Vandana uh, uh, and uh, how, how, what is the experience that the client uh, or a person uh, goes through while they're experiencing grief. So, so before we, we dig deeper and we see what's showing up on, uh, in the chat box as well, would be lovely to hear your thoughts as well on what is grief to you? How, how have you seen it show up uh, in, in your clients? Um, thank you, thank you. And apologies for the lateness. Um, yeah, and apologies if I repeat a little bit because I've missed the beginning part. So um, excuse me, but I think in my work, it has to be referenced as well that I see people who are coming to me because they are already struggling with grief and, or maybe they don't know it, but it comes up in that way. And I just want to highlight that grief is, is a very natural emotion. And so the vast majority of people will experience grief at some point and will move through it and process it and experience it as a part of life without necessarily needing therapeutic intervention. Um, but if I see it in my work, it tends to be because it's affecting the person on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, so things like they can't focus on things, they are forgetting things, they are feeling these peaks of emotion for no seeming apparent reason. Um, maybe they're getting angry, they're having these, these weird emotions come up and they're not sure what to do with it. Um, and that, yeah, I, I just want to kind of highlight that I see the people who are struggling with it. So it's going to show up more than perhaps someone who is, is just experiencing it as part of life and can move through it with the support of, of family and friends. Wonderful. Vandana, would you like to add something to that? I think it's along similar lines, uh, you know, based on what, what you what you also experienced with, with clients. So as I told you, uh, it depends person to person. Uh, if a person is uh, coming with denial, of course, it's my responsibility to make him uh, comfortable and tell about his grief. It is hidden in many layers. It could be hidden in many layers. So in therapy session, of course, uh, a client faces uh, uh, their own grief and that is that could be painful. But it's natural to feel pain after connecting with your grief. Because when you are in grief, you start disconnecting with yourself and others also. Because you do not want to see or face the pain. So in therapies, of course, we make comfortable the client first and then 
take to the deep root of the that um, grief. And I, as I told, like that can be in past of this life or in the past lives, or even a person can carry um, his ancestral trauma or unprocessed grief. So in these therapies, first we diagnose the root cause of grief. What is real cause of grief? Then I work on it with client in sessions, in family constellation, in regression. It can be collective. Sometimes I use both the modalities and sometimes I do one modality with the person. So again, it depends what person is coming with. One of the things you mentioned, Vandana, uh, uh, right now was around going back to the past of this life. And I think Jennifer here has a question connected to that, which is what if the grief occurred, has occurred in infancy? You know, so how, how do you address that with the client? Okay. So first I want to tell it completely changed person's life. I would like to uh, give an example so that it would be easy to un understand this. I, uh, a client came to me who was 60 and she had some behavior problem with her son. When I take her, took her into therapy, the moment of grief was father of her death at the moment of birth of her son. She couldn't grieve because she was in labor pain. Her trauma, her grief passed to her son so much that they both can't see each other because mother thinks the child was the only reason that she couldn't grieve for her father, the most closest loved person to her. And the child thinks, mother didn't love me, was not available for me because mother was in the grief of her father. So like that, that grief traveled in infant before the birth. So um, like that person is very uh, good in other things, but with mother, there is completely different dynamic. And um, yeah, like I said, the grief can be created from the moment of conception. If parents are in grief, at the moment of conception, the child will carry that. So it's really deep for a child. It's really huge actually. Because at this stage, uh, what client will say to me, if a client did face anything in life, 
what will he told me he uh, tell me because that grief is in the moment of conception or in the womb so a while back emma before you uh, joined in uh, we were discussing a little about how the it's important to bring in the aspect of helping a client to accept that they are in this stage so in your experience what what are the stages that actually lead up to that acceptance because even if somebody tells you i don't know how to believe it you know yeah i think it's well i think i'm touching on two different things here the the stages leading up to somebody just made a comment there as well the stages leading up to acceptance and also there's there's this five stages of grief the kubler ross model that's thrown around a lot in therapy and just to give some perspective on that that study was done with predominantly people who had received a terminal diagnosis so it was for people dealing with their own grief at their own dying not grieving somebody else's loss so not to say that there's not overlap but just to give some context and also it's often seen as a line a linear line denial anger bargaining depression acceptance in my experience it's not it's very much an individual process it's very much back and forth round some stages missed out I have I see clients that who lost someone 20 years ago and just now they're starting to feel anger that they never felt before maybe they felt like they grieved they were sad they were upset they were depressed they found acceptance and somehow 20 years later they then feel all this anger come up and they don't know where it's come from or why um so I think for me there's very much a process of I think it was mentioned before this sense of we have to create a safe space first and foremost to to re-establish that that safety that love that nurturing particularly if somebody lost someone like a parent who they don't have anymore in in the sense that they did so re-establishing some sort of safe space where they can begin to bring up all the feelings. And, and we have to remember that sometimes this is not just sadness at losing somebody. This is people struggle with grief because actually they're glad the person died because they had a really difficult relationship with them or they abused them. Or, you know, there are all these different things that sometimes are left unresolved. And in the normal context of grieving with family, friends, one, those people tend to go away after a couple of months. There tends to be this social, particularly in the, in the West, um, this social acceptance of people will gather around for a couple of months and they'll look after you. And then after a couple of months, it's like, oh, well, you know, you should be okay now. Like, it's okay now. It's been a couple of months. And often that's when the real grief when someone gets over the shock and they really start to grieve and they feel then very alone. And also with family and friends, there may be 
they're not able to say how they really feel, how they really felt about the person, because again, there's a, a societal norm of, you know, we can't speak ill of the dead. So all that to say, having the space for somebody to really acknowledge and express whatever's coming up and not needing to move them through that process necessarily is going to be the most helpful in, in allowing it to surface and, and acknowledge it, I think. Amina, would you, would you like to add uh, uh, to this? Yeah, uh, with my experience, I would like to add what I experience, it's about me or my perception. Of course, we make a client comfortable who comes in grief. But it's about me. Um, my clients feel, feel very comfortable to talk to me and telling about the grief. So they feel calmness when they are sitting with me or in sessions. So maybe this is blessing. <laughs> uh, and I would like to add one thing. When a person uh, comes in denial, they may uh, make a lot of strategies or survival mechanisms for survival or to live their life, to lead their life, because they disconnected with their self only. In that case, of course, there is a struggle to connect with them because they created some different personality. But of course, as I told, uh, these therapies are very deep. So when we go into the session in therapy, it's regression or family constellation, it comes with the reality. What is reality? What did you lose there? And how? How? Did you make some decision there? What was your mental state? So in therapies, we go into these more deeper things. Like uh, in, for denial, uh, I would like to give an example. A client of me um, came to me with the symptom of anxiety and high palpitation and many other things. But one of the session I found, and she told me in the history um, that mother, uh, her mother died when she was 11. And um, she also told that she was never loved by her mother. When I went into therapy, I found she was the very first child of them for her parent. And she was loved by her mother. But because she was not able to face the pain of mother's death at the, such a small age. So she created something inside her, some survival mechanism that was less painful, that mother did not love me, never loved me. That is okay with me. I can survive with this because I can't survive with this, that I have lost my mother. I don't have mother now. 
so she spent almost 30 years with this thought and in therapies when she came to know about this that was really catharsis for her so such a denial sometimes we see in clients in sessions what, what I'm hearing uh, uh, from, from what Emma shared was about how we, we can, you know, sometimes create stories uh, for ourselves, maybe based on societal norms, you know, because probably certain things are acceptable and certain things are not and how they play a role. And I think with what Vandana, you are sharing, it could also be a kind of a coping mechanism, uh, you know, to just be able to survive through that. Through the, through the kind of pain that you are experiencing. So it's very interesting how both two different things, but both play a role in creating, you know, a different kind of a story for ourselves. Maybe with Emma, it could be more of, you know, guilt. That's not helping one to overcome that grief because there is a different, you know, emotion that starts playing out along with what you're already experiencing. Uh, and I think Vinita in the chat boxes uh, also asked something around that, or she said something around that, uh, saying, you know, how does someone process an overlap of grief with multiple aspects happening in life? You know, what are the layers that we need to work work with? Mm. I think yeah. that's so, I mean, yeah. oh, sorry. You, yeah, you please, go. please carry on, Emma. Please carry on. Um, Okay, I was just going to say, I think I think it's always good to know. Well, certainly the the way I work, it's never it's never just grief, actually, because generally speaking, we're holistic beings. There's always going to be extra layers. And actually, I worked uh, in a bereavement center for a year, and most of the clients that I saw, the I think all of them we never just spoke about the grief. We spoke about other things. We spoke about their childhood, their relationships, how their relationships played out, how their work played out, what was going on for them. And you miss so much if you try to, to box off different things like, oh, I, and I, I think it speaks to what you were saying, saying earlier about denial that I've had clients come and, and say, um, this happened, uh, my partner died, my mother died, um, I have some grief, I'm not dealing with it. Uh, everything else is fine. I just need to deal with this. Give me the one, two, three, four steps and I'll do that and then I'll be fine. And we kind of have to take a step back and go, Okay, it's interesting. There's, and this tends to happen also, I think, with, with high achievers, with people who are used to being in control, being able to navigate their lives, being in control of their emotions. And then grief comes and they just, they can't control it. And yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's ever about just grief. I think actually if, if everything else in your life is, is wonderful and you experience grief, probably you will process it without the need of therapeutic intervention. I think there's, there's always a, a bigger picture and, and you have to look at that because otherwise you miss, you, you miss everything, you miss all the context. I don't know what you, you would say. Yes, that, that, that's very interesting, Emma, because 
uh, yeah, I think anything that we're experiencing, even if it's a trigger, it cannot happen just in isolation. One is the past event, but one is what is happening every day around us, you know, and the new new experiences that are getting created. So there's a very interesting question that uh, somebody has shared asking about, I think we, we've discussed a little about how any kind of a traumatic experience can cause grief. This, this is slightly different. This is about, is grief also common among the elderly uh, when they feel that they have lost a part of themselves, you know, maybe from their younger days? It and... covers a lot of layers, uh, Kiva. Yeah. A lot of layers. Yeah. Like um, uh, anger, sadness, loneliness, helplessness, hopelessness, a lot of uh, coming in under grief. So when a, a person comes in denial and then connect with grief in therapy session, there is some acceptance of grief, but acceptance doesn't come easily. It brings a lot of pain. It brings a lot of sometimes sadness, loneliness, anger. So yeah, again, I would repeat, these therapies are really deep. So a person may face a lot of trauma during the therapy and that is of course uh, really painful for someone to accept the grief but that is reality actually after that maybe after some time the person starts connecting with self or others so yeah, yeah it can be many layers and and grief isn't just associated with the loss of a person. I mean, as that question, grief could be loss of a job. It could be retirement. It could be anything that change is experienced a place, as a loss. Yeah, change of a place, even um, broken relation, even a relationship. It's just a relationship. It's not a husband wife relationship. Maybe just a relationship between siblings. Also, it's also creates some grief. So I'm curious to know, so I think both of you, uh, I think family constellations or working around a system to me sounds similar, you know, in certain ways, but I'm really curious to know that Emma, let's say for you as an integrative uh, uh, psychotherapist, you know, what no, are certain sorry. practices, yes, <laughs> what are certain practices and, or maybe exercises or tools, you know, that you probably use, uh, that could help client. And I'm getting into practices more from a point of view of seeing how within therapy, you know, like I think Vandana uh, with a regression therapist uh, approach would deal with it probably differently, you know, as a process and, yeah. you know, Emma for you as a process. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good question. I think, again, it's very client specific. So I definitely wouldn't use all the tools I maybe for some people wouldn't use any like I, I had a client I worked with her probably the first eight sessions she just came and cried and really didn't say very much at all she just cried and I just sat with her and was there and then she started to talk a little bit more but there was no need for any tools really I, I think at the end we talked about uh, it was a loss of a parent and she she made a little memorial. Uh, that was something that she wanted to do. But depending on the nature of the loss, if we're talking about a person, 
um, particularly if things are unresolved. And this is where probably I would differ to the family constellations approach because it's it's a really amazing approach and very different. Um, but things like writing letters to your loved ones, um, even having conversations, I'll, I'll often ask, where do you think your loved one is? You know, because that's that's really important. If somebody has a belief system that they're still in spirit somewhere, other people may just feel they're completely gone. And that's that's very important to understand where the client's coming from. Um, things like I do a little bit with with some sort of systemic work. I may, again, depending on the the setup, um, I, a lovely it can well it can be can be very interesting I want to say it can be really cathartic but I will ask the clients to pick objects for each of their family members um whoever is important it doesn't have to be a specific close family immediate family and then we talk about what made you pick those objects including the loved one and then I will maybe ask them to put the objects on the floor to see the systemic, the correlations and ask them to take turns being in each of the positions just to get a different perspective, a different feel. Um, things like memory boxes, um, social connection, also somatic work is I think sometimes very important, particularly with people who are yeah. struggling to feel their emotions. Um, so by somatic work, I mean body work. So where do you feel that in your body? If you were to give that a shape, what shape would it be? What's that part of you doing? What's that part of you need? Do you need to move that part? Do you need to get up and walk about? Do you need to give that part some love? Um, but more, more in the body, because sometimes if people are struggling to feel their emotions it can be easier for them to access physical sensations in the body than um give words to it uh again they're just a few things it's a lot of it is about accepting that grief is not something you can control and helping the client just know that it's okay for them to feel whatever it is that they're feeling and it's gonna take as long as it takes which i think a lot of people resist and they want to to get through it because obviously it hurts it's it's not a nice feeling very interesting uh Bandana, what about you like would your practice be similar different in, in what yeah. ways so in a way we are talking something similar of course the name of modalities are different but like in regression transpersonal regression therapy we make client to uh, feel deep deep pain go in the pain and feel it maybe one last time but feel it completely then we bring him back from the grief from from that event actually because that situ that situation that event the moment holds a lot of weightage of grief we can't remove the memories a person have memories uh, about loved one we can't remove but we can remove the charge from that situation through regression or through uh, family constellation for uh, i would like to say for uh, the case of denial i would recommend family constellation because in this modality 
client is just a witness uh, his own story that unfolds grief unfolds in front of him or her because uh, this is group therapy and uh, there are participants who uh, participate energetically for and become surrogate for the client so in denial it is very good to see how uh, the grief unfold in front of a person and uh, yeah uh, like emma said uh, sometime we need to be more cautious with the client as compassion as giving space and sometime we make him or her feel a lot into the pain so again it depends on person to person so yeah i think sorry emma no it's just i was just going to add i know there's uh, just as a, a kind of caveat that whole reliving of the trauma it, it's it's specialized and needs to be taken with a lot of care because you it's very easy to re-traumatize um if you if you just like say tell tell the story you need to be very careful with that it depends on the the client as, as yeah yeah thank you coach arya energetic role play in the knowing field yeah so yeah thank you so we have a few questions that have uh, come up in the uh, here as well about therapy uh, so ruta has asked us do people change for the positive uh, like what do you see at the end of the therapy or does it end at acceptance and understanding the grief so after the acceptance there uh, should i continue sorry so Sounds after fun. the acceptance uh, there can be uh, multiple layers of uh, sadness loneliness and um, hopelessness but there is some connection with self there is some reality there is some connection with true self true self is our inner self that belongs to us so we start connecting with our inner self after the therapy sessions and when we face our emotions when we process our emotions slowly and steadily we uh, start feeling complete inside us and we do not need to make strategies or survival mechanism to live our life fully and second um, in these therapies like i said a person leaves something there only in that event in that moment of grief so we bring that fragmented parts from the past and integrate them in the person after this integration it takes it takes time but after the integration a person feels really complete and alive within self so and sometime like i give i gave an example uh, that girl left uh, her consciousness and uh, that woman left her lovable part that was connected with mother left there only so sometime we integrate most precious beautiful and strongest part of the self from that event so yeah it's really um, very healing modalities and 
I think with the time after every session, a client uh, feels the shift and changes in self. So. Emma, would you like to add something? Um, no, I think I think that that covered it really. It's about that that real deeper level of self acceptance of any of the rejected parts, being able to to bring them in, and that as a as a person, you then become more integrated. You come become more self accepting, and you can you then have tools. So you're able to, to be more self-sufficient in the future, I think as well, going forward um, of being more accepting of, of your feelings and, and what's coming up for you. Uh, and I think, so you, you also have a, a coach coaching uh, experience, you know, so somebody's put a very interesting question here saying, would you as a therapist suggest coaching to your clients? Um, yeah, I have done and, and not always, with me because sometimes I've I've worked with a client therapeutically and they then felt that perhaps it's it's time to move on to to coaching and and I've suggested a different coach just because it's quite a different way of working and if you've already established a therapeutic way of working it it doesn't always work sometimes it does sometimes I integrate elements of coaching with therapy therapy with with coaching, but um, I think it for grief, I probably wouldn't if somebody is already with a therapist. I think there's there's a reason for that, um, simply because that future focus, that goal orientation, doesn't necessarily work so well with with grief because it's not you can't really like okay I'll just do do the steps as I said before, but yeah, I think once a person has maybe learned to understand themselves, understand maybe some of their patterns, their history, um, how they're, they're wanting to develop, then it may be that they're looking for a more focused, structured approach to be held accountable to make some of those changes happen. And that's where coaching comes into its own. Great. That, that's wonderful to know. And uh, I think as a coaching community, I'm sure that's that's a question that, that must have been on many people's uh, minds. So, so that's that's helpful, uh, Emma. So wanted to read out a few very interesting thoughts that have come up on uh, the chat box. Kathleen has shared, grief can force us to face our own mortality, which makes us reevaluate ourselves and our lives, uh, forces us to stop and take a closer look uh, Oh, that was that was really really powerful uh going through the pain uh the emotions is the way to emerge stronger and whole uh, we also have there's a question here uh from anurag um saying i'd like to know that as a friend or a partner what can one do to best assist someone going through grief you'd like to take it up when the now I am off yeah um, yeah I think uh just something I said earlier about that time frame that people tend to start disappearing or going back to normal after a couple of months and that tends to be I mean again we're talking about the loss of, of a loved one um 
that tends to be when maybe the the shock is wearing off a little bit the coping mechanisms that come in of having to deal with the practicalities of of a death of dealing with the will dealing with the funeral dealing with all that stuff you tend to maybe that's come to a close and life moves on and the person sees everybody else just getting on with their life as if nothing happened and I think that time is really key for supporters to be able to come in and just let the person know like I still I, I still remember this I still know this is going on for you and I'm, I'm still here if you want to talk it's okay to be upset just to to normalize it a little bit so they don't feel they have to be fine all of a sudden um because that's a that's a really key time and I I, I experience that a lot that tends to be when clients if they're coming soon after a loss it tends to be between two to four months afterwards because that's when everybody goes back to normal and they have this feeling wow should I be back to normal because I don't feel at all like I'm back to normal Rahim on the chat box has also shared uh, something along the lines. He said, I think there is also a cultural and social influence to how grief is experienced and processed. Giving the client space to grief is powerful at times. So uh, we're almost coming to the close uh, of, of the webinar for today. It's It's been very, very, uh, I think, insightful. Uh, uh, to learn about the entire process, uh, and I'm sure there's there's a, there's a lot more to it. And uh, in in the short uh, span of time that we spent together, so I would we... like to add one thing in that question that Emma answered. So, uh, if someone uh, want to, someone wants to assist, so become listener partner, listening partner. Just try to listen, but someone wants to convey. For me, everything is deep actually. So, um, because I feel a lot, highly empath, being a, a highly empath person. So I feel a lot of pain of others. So just become listener and make available yourself for that person. Maybe that would be a great help for a time being. But of course, it's very deep. So, oh yes, that's made me think of something else. When you said be the listener, it's also asking what somebody needs, yeah. rather than assuming. I think sometimes yeah. people want to help and they don't assume. assume. With such kind of person, don't assume. Don't suggest. Just be there with your whole heart. Reminds me of this quote by Cassandra Clare that I'd written now when I was reading up about grief that says, they say time heals all wounds, but that presumes the source of the grief is finite. You know, so I think while listening to you, uh, uh, Emma and Vandana today, I think, I think that's something that I'm thinking about, that it's, it's not just what you see and it's not just what has been experienced, but it's also about what is getting created today and the stories that are getting you know, formed based on the current experiences and how we have processed, uh, uh, you know, what we've experienced previously. So I think it's wonderful to know how through your processes, uh, I think the aspect that you spoke about, which was about connecting with self and leaving with tools 
that can really empower you, you know, is, is, is something that I am I'm definitely leaving away with. Uh, we have a minute and I think as we close out, would, would just like to hear any closing thoughts that you'd like to leave uh, the participants with, you know, one thing that you think you'd like to leave them with. Just like I said, I'm very deep, deep person and deep therapist. I would like to say, please acknowledge your emotions, feelings, and don't feel fear to face your pain. It's natural, but it will go with the time after the maybe therapy sessions or any other modalities. But of course, therapies are deep. It helps a lot, but don't turn off yourself. So just acknowledge your pain and feelings. Thank you, Vandana. Emma? Yeah, I think I echo a, a similar sentiment of just don't resist. Don't, because it doesn't go anywhere. If you, if you try to bury feelings or deny them, they, they still live on. And the more that we can just be with them and learn to be with them, it becomes bearable and, and then it becomes easier um, and they release a little bit and move. So yeah, just, and being, being able to sit with your clients in that discomfort as well, being able to witness their pain without trying to move them through it is so powerful because you're telling them it's okay to feel it. If you try to move them through it, you're telling them that they shouldn't feel that way. Very, very powerful. Thank you so much, Emma. Thank you, Vandana for, for joining for us today. Me. It was a lovely conversation and thank you to all our lovely participants who've joined in. Uh, we'll see you again next Wednesday at nine o'clock. So yeah, we'll sign off for, for today. As well. Yes, for all the lovely thoughts and thank questions. Thank you so much, Kiva. Thank you, Coach Arya, for inviting and allow me to share my experiences. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was wonderful to have you here. Emma. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.